Welcome to Your Favourite Film is Awful, the show where we take your favourite films and defend them against negative reviews. As always, I'm with Charlie. Say hello, Charlie. Doing, hello, everyone. How are we doing? <laughs> and, <laughs> and special guest, it's Terry Merkin. How are you doing, Terry? Hi. I'm good. How are you? Hi. Thank I'm you for having well. me. And I am Luke. I just realised I didn't introduce myself. I am a fool. How have you both been? Have you been well? I've been good. Yeah, who first? Let's go. I've been good. I've been good. Although I did my neck in recently, so I just want to apologise to everyone in advance. Again, my enthusiasm is. He's going. He's going to be doing. We should all just act like robots, so Charlie doesn't feel Robo-cotton. left out. Yeah, and just... that's what I feel like. So if, you, if I look a bit stiff, it's because that's why. <laughs> um, yeah. So if I'm a bit rusty this episode, that'll be why. But thank, thankfully, I have my main man, my main woman, Terry here. Hello. <laughs> And so, Terry, how have you been? Yeah, no, I've been been good, been good, been uh, watching lots of Tom Cruise, which is you've been a watching lot of Tom fun. Cruise. What have you been watching? Uh, we have watched Top Gun, Jerry Maguire. We watched Interview with a Vampire recently. We also watched Mission Impossible, but I did fall asleep for that one. And then we watched Edge of Tomorrow just this morning. Nice. Well, that's a good selection of right, Tom run. Cruise you got there. It's been a cruise-a-thon. Cruise-a-thon. <laughs> cruise control. I love it. Yes. I feel Amazing. like my life has been in cruise control. <laughs> and Charles, what have you been watching? I've actually had a bit of a like, little run of goodies, actually. Okay. I've a couple of goodies. Mm-hmm. So I watched um, uh, A Tale of Two Sisters, um, which is like a horror film, um, a Korean horror film. And it's really good. I recommend it to people. Okay. I don't want to... Re- it's it's one of those movies where like the the sort of the plot gets revealed as the how can I explain it like the the twist is part of the plot. Uh, it's hard yeah. to explain, but basically it's about like a uh, two sisters who go to meet their uh, dad's uh, new step uh, like the stepmom after their mum died, um, and she seems to be a bit of an evil stepmom, and things seems to be sort of being horrible to them within the house but that's all I can say without ruining too much so that was good I recommend that to a lot of people uh, it's a very good movie and I also watched uh, I watched I watched The Grey the film of Liam Neeson oh okay how was yeah. that well I remember when it came out at the time and I wasn't I wasn't in I wasn't into the idea of I don't know I just didn't hear much about it so I didn't watch it um, but then like I started listening to podcasts and everyone was going oh it's a really underrated little, little film sort of thing so I watched it uh, recently because I think it's on Netflix or Amazon Prime Okay, and uh, it's really fun. Like it's really, like, it's, it's a really cool horror. Um, and some of it's actually terrifying. Um, it's essentially about a group of um, guys that sort of live in I don't exactly know where, but somewhere very cold. <laughs> and uh, they uh, they uh, get on a plane, and the plane crashes, and they land like in the middle of this like blizzard, mm-hmm. like snowy scape. And there's like they they, they try and obviously save themselves. Uh, loads of people have died from the plane crash, and there's yeah. like a group of of men that are left. Um, so not only have they got to get to survive, you know, just somewhere warm, uh, to survive in this f- f- blizzard. There's also a pack of hungry wolves after after them. So, uh, so it's like uh, winter lost. Pretty much, yeah. It's uh, it's very um, yeah. It, it's but the wolf stuff is fucking terrifying, and like I could never tell if it was like CGI or practical. A lot of it, it was really okay. well done. Um, Snow is like really scary as well because like your body just sh- shuts down and you all you can see is oh, like yeah. just white, can't you? You can't see where it begins or ends. Mm. Like that is 100%. that is terrifying. Well, that's no, what I like about it. It's kind of like it's the way your body. Where if you experience extreme cold, your body goes into the overdrive and thinks it's too hot, and so you strip and then freeze to death naked. That's yeah. Like the fact that the cold can fuck with your brain that much, terrifying. Yeah. Like people hallucinate and all sorts, really mm. scary. Well, that's what's so good. That's what I really liked about the movie was, and I wasn't expecting it. It was a bit of an underrated gem, I thought. Um, was that you know, obviously you have all these, you have this blizzard and this cold, and just try, the, the survivor. It could have been its own movie itself, just them trying to survive from the plane crash. But then it has this extra element of the wolves are after them as well that nice. makes everything ten times scarier. 
and more intense. And the tension was fantastic. I think it's probably my favourite Joe Connor movie that I've seen. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, obviously it's got some trope stuff that we've seen before, cliches, but a really fun sort of little like horror movie, essentially, or survival horror movie. Um, so I highly recommend that. And the third one, just quickly, is uh, Pop Star Never Stop Stopping. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I finally watched that. And I was, honestly, I was dying. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was like the, it almost, some of it almost wasn't funny because it was too truthful. Because mm. it's like a, it's like a comment on uh, like pop music. Um, okay. And uh, it's like a comedy, but like they're taking the piss out of like pop music and um, sort of how they're made and what the songs sound like and how someone's career could go to flames and how they bring themselves back through making tosh essentially a lot of rubbish oh, uh, but okay. uh, it's really funny uh and it's obviously the lonely island guy andy sandberg and stuff um, oh yeah but uh i was dying because the music's also really funny they make mm. like like really well done and it's also worrying because you're like yeah this doesn't sound too dissimilar from like some of the pop music that we get <laughs> anyway um and also the stories in the pop world that happen like mm. uh but yeah, very, very good movie. I highly recommend that. I was laughing my ass off. That was a, that was a good comedy. Uh, very good comedy. I love that. <laughs> you have such a good ability to like sell every movie that you watch and be like, yeah, oh, you, you. you make me want to watch like every movie you describe. <laughs> oh, thank you. It's <laughs> great thank you. I, it, It's sometimes to my detriment though, because I've described movies to people before like to get, and they've gone, they've like, it didn't sound nowhere near as, nowhere near <laughs> as cool as the way you made it sound. I'm like, I guess that's a compliment, I guess. <laughs> you can oversell. I have, I've experienced this myself. You have experienced it. <laughs> oh, no. I just love it, man. <laughs> what that? Brilliant. But, so, Luke, uh, what have you been up to, mate? I want to know what films you've been up to as well. Uh, okay. Uh, okay, so I watched uh, two films that you already know about and one film that will be a surprise because I haven't told anyone yet. So the one that I watched that you won't know uh, is They Live. The John Carpenter classic. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, I finally got around to watching it. Um, it's it's good, but it's... Like, the pacing is weird. <laughs> yes, I know. That's what I, I kind of love about I it. I simultaneously think it was like the perfect length and it was too long because bits are slow. Ultimately, it's a alien takeover invasion thing. There are these glasses. It's all very cool. I'm not going to sell it because it's really old and if you either you either know it and you've already watched it or you don't know about it and you're not going to watch it because it's an old film. It's a good film, so you should watch it. See, T- Terry's is blank-faced because I do not I'm, have Charlie's I don't know if charisma. I should or shouldn't watch it now. You were I'm, like, it's an old I film, say, don't watch it, I but would do say watch, watch it. it. Watch, watch it. it. It's essentially about a guy who puts sunglasses it. on. It's essentially about a guy who puts sunglasses on and when he puts them on, he sees that... Uh, half the world is run by aliens yeah. oh he sees the world cool. as it truly is as it which truly is all is. subliminal um, messaging and stuff it's very it, well done it is it's cool because obviously like you said about the pacing i yeah. quite like the pacing because it starts really slow and then it just gets crazier and crazier mm. and crazier and crazier and bigger and bigger and you're like i didn't even know we was going to get this big it's sort of uh, by the oh, end wow. of it um, when yeah. when yeah. was it made 1983 Something. something. Oh, so it's not that old. Well, you said it was an old yeah, movie. No, yeah, I was it's expecting not like, old. You say it's not that old. Movie. You realise 1980s was 40 years ago. 88 it came out. Yeah, really. but like, you know. Over 30 years I mean, ago. It's still contemporary, isn't it? It's not like an yeah. old movie. Like, if we're going to talk an old movie, then we're going to say like, uh, the pre-70s. original Star is Born. Like, that's an old movie. <laughs> like, yeah, I would say pre-70s is old. Yeah, I would say. yeah. Uh, and then the I'll other say. two films you'll know I watched if you follow us on the Instagram at your favorite film is awful, and they are what is it? It's Palm Springs and Love and Monsters. Uh, I also very watched films. Palm Springs. They're both great. It's good, isn't it? It was so good. I had a really it's... good time. Yeah, it's like it's it's got some issues here and there. I will admit. Mm-hmm. However, it is such a good fun take. And like all of the reactions, so it's, for those that don't know, it's like a groundhog. It's it's your, your typical time loop situation, uh, but told slightly different. But the way the different people react to the fact that they're stuck in this time loop is it, it's correct. <laughs> it's correct. <laughs> okay, the, that sounds cool. I've not seen it. it. <laughs> 
if you kind of take the whole movie and like say who the cast is and like what the mm. premise is, you're gonna be like, no, this isn't this. It doesn't shouldn't work, but it it oh. really does. But it's nice. And it's really Perfect. funny. Yeah, and like um, Andy Samberg's character has been stuck in the time loop for we don't know how long. Yeah. So he's already established in the time loop. So it's just a really smart way of playing it, okay, and cool. it's definitely mm. worth a watch. It's really funny, and the also, chemistry between the actors is great. Sorry. No. Uh, also, uh, I think Palm Springs is the only film with a mid-credits scene that fixed an issue I had when the film end did. Which one? the film ended, and I was like, oh, but I have this issue. And then the mid-credits scene happened, and I was like, oh, okay, that's all good. But you'll have so to watch the film to find out. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to exactly. spoil anything, but I'm trying to remember if it's the one that I'm thinking of. But there's no point in me being like, unless being like, is it the one that I'm thinking of? <laughs> yeah, so no point, maybe some people we'll talk about it. it another time. Yeah. Well, what I will say, right, is so these films are 2020 films, but mm. we in the UK have only got them now because of you know pandemic and then streaming rights, I guess. And that's just so crap. I feel like we're in a we're in an era where you can live stream the same piece of footage around the world. Yeah. Give okay. everyone the same crap at the same time. <laughs> Come on. 100%. 100%. Anyway, that overran because we all decided to talk <laughs> about a lot of, the of day. films. Done. <laughs> Done. We're finished with that. <laughs> Terry, you have brought your favourite film, one of your favourite films, and that one is... Of. Mean Girls. Mean Girls. That's hey, why we're all is... in different shades of pink. Because on Wednesdays we wear pink. <laughs> sort of. Mine looks like purple. Yeah, <laughs> yours is definitely why. like purple. Mine's <laughs> the whitest shade of pink anyone yeah. could imagine. And Terry's the only one wearing pink. So that makes me Regina. That makes me the Queen Bee. <laughs> there we go. You've got the hair as well, the blonde hair. Yeah, I've re- I, I dyed it just for this. <laughs> you know, I was ginger before and now here we are. So. I love it. <laughs> right, how are we going to do this? How are you, go- how are you two going to tell us the, the plot of Mean Girls? Oh, well, um, I had a cheeky little text from Charlie earlier to prep for this. So oh, okay. I raided the internet to try and find a decent synopsis, which is actually really hard to find. Mm. Um, I took one from Rotten Tomatoes. So would you like me to read out the Rotten Tomatoes synopsis of Mean Girls? Go right ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. So... Teenager Katie Heron, played by Lindsay Lohan, was educated in Africa by her scientist parents. When her family moves to the suburbs of Illinois, Katie finally gets to experience the public school and gets a quick primer on the cruel tactic laws of popularity that divide her fellow students into tightly nicked cliques. That was a really long sentence. That was <laughs> such a long sentence. <laughs> she unwittingly finds herself in the good graces of an elite group of cool students dubbed the Plastics, but Katie soon realises how her shallow group of new friends earned this nickname. <laughs> Fantastic. I like that one. That was good. Friends. Wonderful. That, that, that was very concise, and we couldn't at mm. all tell that you were just reading it off the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Look, okay, I try. You, you could try and learn it, but you'll forget something. And it, no, the, no, th- no, the problem fine. is, like, it's such a complex plot line with all like the secrets and the sneaking. It's really hard to condense it down. That is mm. true. So, I know, yeah. but that's the fun. That's the joy of <laughs> the the. Give us the plot synopsis now. Ah ah ah. <laughs> Beautiful. I'm not gonna play your game. Yeah, Luke, Luke, <laughs> I was afraid. <laughs> Luke likes making people feel awkward. <laughs> I do. It's great. It's, it's so fetch. It's <laughs> so fetch. Maybe Luke's Regina. I am Regina. No, <laughs> Luke just no. said fetch, so he's Gretchen. I said fetch. That he's makes Gretchen. me Gretchen. Which makes that you does, Karen, Charlie. That fits. That fits. That definitely fits. That does I'm fit. Karen. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, God. enough of that. Because it doesn't really matter because you fucked it up. You read it off a fucking screen and you still fucked it up. How did you manage that? How did you manage that? Because you missed some of the most important stuff. And, like, Warren World tells you what the most important stuff is with a zero out of ten, explaining quite clearly. So far in my life, my past illnesses included a stomach virus, a case of pink eye, a case of the flu, and two sinus infections. All of those combined were more enjoyable than watching this movie. 
Well, I'm wow. sorry to that guy. Um, because <laughs> it sounds like he's had a shit time. <laughs> that is an awful time. That is the recipe of a bad time, indeed. Um, but to be honest, I would rather watch Mean Girls on loop than have. Did he say he had pink eye at one point? He did say he had pink he had eye. Had a sinus infection. Uh, two sinus yeah, infections. Pink eye flu two. and a stomach virus. Wow. Stomach virus. Mm. Damn. Yeah, I definitely rather watch this. Yeah, I would absolutely rather watch Mean Girls. Yeah, hundred percent. Especially as Mean Girls is what, like an hour and a half, two hour max. <laughs> While all those <laughs> illnesses, you're taking like weeks to get over. That's pretty. That gross. was a bad. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. That was the funny one. That was the silly one. We we get to point fun at Warren World's awful oh, illnesses. Warren. I'm sorry Poor that you're Warren. so sickly, Warren. Maybe you should sickly see Warren. a doctor. <laughs> <laughs> and then watch Mean Girls. Start. Yeah. Okay, a different review. This one's from Michelle. So it's it's a lady. So automatically, like, they get in and they're a higher tier than Warren. Gah. This is a negative review, obviously. That's what we do on the show. If you are looking for a typical Lindsay Lohan movie, this is not it. Please think long and hard before taking your pre-teen or teenage to this movie. It is offensive. From the very beginning, Lohan's character explains that she was homeschooled. But she's not a geek or a religious freak. It then shows four backwards, gun-toting, homophobe little boys who are homeschooled for religious reasons. The language, sexual situations, and gay and lesbian themes were shown throughout the movie and were very offensive. Mean Girls is not a good one to take your kids to. Try Ella Enchanted instead. (laughs) (laughs) I I always love the ones that just. To be fair, Ella Enchanted. Ella Enchanted is a great movie. You should go and see it. Wait, is mm. that the one with... Wait, is that the one with... Uh... With Anne Hathaway. Oh. With Anne Hathaway, yes. I, yeah, and she she has to do it. everything that she's told. Yeah. And then at one point they're like, sing! And she starts like singing um, yeah. Somebody oh, to Love terrifying. by Queen. Um, yeah, is it like a Disney movie? Like one of the Disney movies? Yeah. Or it's, yeah. I, can't, I, can't, I don't know if it is I Disney, I think it's just generic Disney-esque. princess movie. Yes. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. It's really good. Fantastic. Good. Um, but it's really interesting that the beginning of that uh, review said that this is not your typical Lindsay Lohan movie. Because this was actually uh, Lohan's first mo- not Disney movie. Ah. So she'd ah. she'd previously done Freaky Friday, which was Disney, um, with Mark Same Walters. Director. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then this was her first, like, Take Me Seriously movie. Um, and she was meant to play Regina George, but she was like, I don't mm. want everyone to think that I'm mean <laughs> so I want to play the nice character so yeah yeah that's it's... so true and I, I, I what I agree with of that is that it isn't like another Lindsay Lohan movie no in, for, the, for the better <laughs> not yeah. in, in the sense that like this is actually you know even though it's a you know on the surface it's a teen sort of chick flick rom-com looking you know type of movie underneath it is some really interesting mm. topics and political themes throughout um, that make it stand above those other movies. Um, and I mean, do you this... know what... Sorry, go on. No, keep going, go, Karen. I was going to say that um, some of the jokes are, like, super offensive. And, like, mm. some... Like, this film was 2004. Mm. So, like, you know, a lot of it is of its time and hasn't aged well. But also, we correct a lot... We don't correct a lot of it at the end of the movie, but we acknowledge at the end of the movie that these things are wrong. But this is the the film is capturing the the growing up that we all did through high school exactly. of being these people and saying these outrageous things and growing up and realizing these things aren't okay yeah. and that the status quo can't stay the same. Um, and so I 100%. think the movie perfectly captures that. And I do think, although maybe we shouldn't show that like eleven year olds wide set vaginas, but also why not like. Hmm. We're yeah, not showing kind of, them, but we're, we're talking you know. about them. Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it goes into what me and Charlie have said before, where a parent, which this obviously is, is complaining about some of the vulgarities mm. and some of the like scenes that aren't appropriate for children, but thus they're 
stopping their child from getting any form of education on that subject mm. therefore they're making their children less complete and whole formed mm. people and yes. so they're damaging the child by complaining about the thing that they think is com damaging their child yeah. and it kind 100%. of goes in that like loop exactly and what i also love specifically about this review is that they talk about the the four gun-toting homophobe boys uh, from the when Lindsay Lohan's character uh, when Candy talks about homeschools, um, and then immediately says that some of the things that she didn't like are the gay and lesbian themes. Yeah, that is a weird contrast. That's like that's like, they, saying, like that's, oh, it's clearly parodying like mm. those. There's people that are ignorant to it yeah. as well, especially with those two kids. He literally says that God created the remnant <laughs> five thousand to kill the dinosaurs and the homosexuals. You know what I mean, like, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. like we it's know that's like ludicrous. out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. One hundred percent. And I, I just want to touch on what you said, uh, Terry, a minute ago. Is like I think this is movie is like a really good sort of like tale of like how to be happy in a weird way, mm. or to how to be. Um, how to have peace with those around you and yourself. Yeah, and be a good person kind of thing. It's it, And it's, it's got quite good like uh, messages, I think, for, for younger children uh, in terms of... Especially young women, because like, the whole message of the movie is to support other women. Exactly, but yeah. so much of the media forced down our throats is that other women are the threat and other women are here to take our men and it's all other women's fault and it, it's not. Mm. We need to come together. And even, as like Tina Fey, like says in the movie like you can't call each other sluts and whores because it will make men think it's okay to call you sluts yeah. and whores mm. you know and that's never okay we shouldn't call we shouldn't slut shame anybody and i think this movie walked so that film so that movies like um, have you seen moxie on netflix no, not yet i haven't watched it but the whole premise of it is girls in a high school start to stand up to the male oppressors within their daily lives so mm. like girls who are sent home for wearing strappy tops and things like that like they start to stand up for it and they publish a magazine saying you know we're not going to be oppressed anymore and like mm. mean girls walked so these things could run mm. because well, before... even like book smart for example exactly like where you know you've got these two main characters that are constantly complimenting each other and saying oh you look so good and you look great Do you know what I mean like it's and I think that's kind of a change in shift, hopefully, in society as well. Absolutely. Like you said, uh, Terry. Because I, th I, mean, what I, re I think this, what's really clever about this movie, I think, is that you're watching the movie through uh, Lindsay Lohan, uh, Lindsay Lohan's character's perspective, Katie, mm -hmm. um, as you know, this outsider. She's looking, you know, she's she's been homeschooled. She's never experienced like the public school life before. So you watch it through her eyes, and it, what's great about it is you're kind of seeing the sort of ridiculousness of these cliques and the culture yeah. of, of, of school that you know you, you, you can you can say stays at school but you know it kind of transcends to post school you know yeah. you look at Instagram for example it's literally who is the most popular you know in, and that's and I, I, I think and like you know the whole problem now in the culture of you know girls growing up and seeing on guys young guys growing up and thinking this is what my life needs to be i need to look yeah. a certain way because this instagram person does or doesn't mm. and i think this movie's got a great message of like no you just need to be who you are be a nice person to other people and i, I and i think it's really well done and i think in the way it shows you know kind of power corrupting mm -hmm. everyone yes. even the nicest yeah. person who's come from a background of you know not experiencing any, any of this sort of world before mm. can yeah. also still be corrupted by having the power of being the popular person exactly. and i just think, i just think it's like i mean this is I, i'm talking about all this and this is like you know a teen comedy <laughs> do you know what i mean and, and i just think that's the genius of mean girls um, yeah yeah that's and, definitely and not like, only... it's, sorry it's definitely it's staying power it's the, those reasons of because we've all been to like i know for a fact that even though the clicks are quite exaggerated and it is very much that uh, stereotypical tropey these are the cool kids these are the asian mm. cool kids these are the black kids like and it's very tropey in that separation and segregation but even in schools when i was growing up there were those sort of clicks where it's like these are the slightly more popular kids and these are all the kids that like this stuff who hang out together and have maths mm. and these are the kids that yeah. do this other thing and these are the drama kids who do have maths as well and so they'll communicate a bit but primarily they'll stick in this group of 
like four lads, four girls, and that's those are those people that stay together. And those are the cool kids that have already like done sex education and know everything, so they're snootier and like know more than us, and they don't laugh at the vulgar joke. And like that, if you go into a school canteen, like in a regular school, you will see that division on a yeah. smaller, less exaggerated scale. Absolutely. An unsung so, sort of scale. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's mm. why I feel even today, people, uh, teenagers especially, can put in this film, watch it and go, it's an exaggeration, but that is our school in our yeah. first year of this hell, hell, school hell, hell school, school hell. <laughs> uh, what was you going to say, Terry, before? Um, I was going to say that not only has Mean Girls had like such a social impact, it had like a huge impact on like femocentric movies mm. and especially like like comedy movies and stuff like that because before then they just weren't doing well, like female, especially the, the comedies that were coming out with all female characters. They just were not doing well. And luckily, Mean Girls came out just in time to save the genre. And now we have, like, Legally Blonde. We have all these other huge movies that we wouldn't have had if Mean mm. Girls didn't do well. So, 100%. Just a great yeah. movie for these times. I, I feel like we've defended against Michelle very well. So we'll, we'll put her over there. She doesn't even Consider go here. Consider yourself told, Michelle. <laughs> Uh, and we're going to go to to an extract from Brian Orduff's review. This is a slightly longer one, so delay or no delay, feel free to interrupt me. It is two paragraphs, so I'll pause between paragraphs to see if you have anything to say. Mean Girls is only a genuinely smart, wonderful film for about a third of its runtime. The rest is devoted to stale gags. The film contains another entry for the 2004 Year of Fart Jokes Award, and material so depressingly familiar that it sucks all the energy out of the production by the time it reaches the hour mark, where it simply shrivels up and dies. So that's paragraph one. Anything to say on that little extract? I just wanted to say about the fart jokes, right? Because fart jokes are funny. I won't accept that they're not, all right? And yeah, I get, I understand, you know, if you use too many of them, you know, there, there is a problem there, right? But I don't think there's that many. And also, the audience is, is, is PG-13. Mm. Do you know what I mean? This is, this is for a younger audience, yeah. an audience that is experiencing these things. And I know, when I was that age, fart jokes were funny, right? So, appreciated. <laughs> exactly. Because there are so many jokes in this that aren't for the kids that like yeah. exactly. re rewatching it as an adult, I'm like, oh my God, I get that now. I get why yeah. that's funny. But so you've got to have something in there for the kids. Oh, and mm. they cut out, do you know, they cut out so many jokes to get it to be PG-13. Really? Did they? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, when they asked about um, if her muffin was buttered. Yes. Oh, yes. Um, it was actually meant to be the, uh, he was meant to ask, is your cherry popped? Oh, damn. And they cut that. And then the girl who made out with a hot dog was um, initially masturbated with a hot dog. Oh, And they changed that. That makes and more then, sense. It yeah. does, yeah. And then mm. Gretchen was supposed to be giving the guy in the bathroom, she was supposed to be going down on him rather than smooching him at Katie's party. So I that see, was cut. Yeah. Well, and her cousin. <laughs> no, that's, that's, no, no, that's, 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 that's Karen. That's Karen, yeah. yeah. That's, that's Karen. the other one. <laughs> Um, but they actually managed, they, the um, people who make up the, the rules, I don't know who does, who tells you what rating your movie should be, those guys, yeah. um, they were like, the wide set vagina stuff isn't okay. Um, but they argued that a similar dialogue was used in Anchorman and it was allowed then. Ah, so it shouldn't be harsher because it's women saying it. Mm. So, yeah, interesting. There you go. So do you think in today's society, we're going to get a waters cut of Mean Girls with all those jokes put back in <laughs> um i hope not <laughs> i don't it want need it. To. No. It need it no do not release the water cut <laughs> or is it the tita fake oh i guess is it the director's cut you know tita fake wrote a lot of the screenplay it's very much got her voice i think you know? it oh, definitely, definitely has it's um, definitely her voice definitely okay so on to the second paragraph most of the full for the failure of Mean Girls can be placed on Waters' shoulders, as he is just the wrong man for this job. 
Faye's script is peppered with biting jabs at overindulging parents, sexualized preteens, a ripe topic if ever I saw one, and the awkwardness of being in high school without a defining identity. Waters directs the film as a slapsticky carbon copy of the one million other films featuring teen girls this past year. Yeah, it includes another slow-mo shot of the cool girls walking down a school hallway where the loser crowd parts, neglecting to come up with any fresh ideas of his own and ignoring Faye's lead in indulging the weirder side of the material. Faye doesn't come away from this completely clean, as ten lashes are in order for writing an extrasensory joke that actually includes the punchline ESPN. It's also too bad that she opted for such an unimaginative, played-out canvas for her first produced script, but under the direction of a Todd Phillips-style fearless yuckster, the dangerous side of girls would have been allowed to come out and play more. Waters can't quite sell anything that isn't completely obvious, and he's a wet blanket on the evident fun the cast is having. End of extract. Can I just take the (laughs) sentence, the girls needed to be more dangerous, or it was something of that ilk? Mm Mm-hmm. Those girls are like the most dangerous girls yeah. ever, and they are—they are literally exactly like that in schools. Like yeah. teenage girls are dangerous. End of story. And they are so dangerous in that film. Hundred percent. Yeah, I found that review was was amazingly scathing. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. It was very very nasty. Uh, I, I think it's just not true as well. Like you said, it's like every other teen comedy. I think um, if that was true, this wouldn't be the one we're talking about. What, what like. Mm. 10 odd years later yeah 14 years later 14 years later exactly so it's like I don't think that's true I think that this does like I've said already deals with like deeper themes than just you know the social politics of school Um, I think it reaches a wider topic in in that sense Um, I also think that it's weird that they sound sexualizing these younger characters I mean they've clearly got older actors to play these young characters for one and two when you're that age that is the kind of stuff that you're talking about like it's, yeah. it's like you know it's like Big Mouth is, de- does, is dealing with sort of the show's dealing with puberty and stuff of that age it's like that is that is what it's like growing up at yeah. that age dealing with those issues you know um, so I find that weird to, to to point that out as if like the, the filmmakers being pervy or in that sense I just find that very weird because I think it's trying to tell the truth of what it's like to be a teenage, a teenager. Girl. Yeah, a teenage girl. And also make light of things and point the silliness of things and also, you know, the, the serious parts of it as well. And um, also, like, to say that it doesn't have any of its own jokes and it's not funny. Yeah. Like, we still meme it. There are, like, I use Mean Girl myth, myth and gif. Like, I, I mix meme and gif and it came out myth. Like how in, yeah, in the cool. film, it's great and cool to make gruel. I get it. Gruel, there we go. Gruel. Um, I'm Katie, oh no. Um, but yeah, like there are meme, we're still meme it today. I still use Mean Girls gifs like every day. So it it clearly resonates. The humour clearly still resonates with all of us. 100%. Mm. I still call in sick exactly like how uh, <laughs> <laughs> Karen does. <laughs> I'm sick. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, like, you whore. Exactly. Every time, I tell you what gets me every time. When he's like, "Oh my god, Danny DeVito, I love your work." <laughs> yes. <laughs> cracks me up. That cracks me up. There's so many. Yes. There's so many cra- like, uh, uh, what's it? Fourth, you go get Glen Coco. You go Glen Coco. You go Glen Coco. Everyone knows that. Like, but exactly. like, so many people miss the best joke of the whole movie, and it's that Regina George thought that. Janice Ian was a lesbian because one time she told us she was Lebanese and we find out oh, at the yeah, end of the movie. That's so good, yeah. So, yeah. so it's okay, the best good. like subtle long running joke. <laughs> it's so funny. No, it's, it's so, so funny. good. It's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. No, this, yeah, re- this this second paragraph is quite it it's very much saying like the potential was better than the film therefore I'm going to slate the film 
and the directing and the writing because it didn't live up to what I thought it could be. Yeah. Like that's like he's put it in a critical way because he's a film critic, but that's all it really really boils down to is I wish it had been better. And because it but wasn't better. But you know better, what? Fuck you. It, it turned out really great for what it originally was because Tina Fey pitched it based on this book called Queen Bees and Wannabes, which mm. was actually non-fiction. It was like a help book for parents on how to guide their teenage girls through like boys mm. and breakups and makeup That's and amazing. all that. And she didn't realise it was non-fiction until after she'd got like the contract signed to make the movie and she was like, I'm in the shit, I've fucked up, I've pitched this movie and there's no story. So I think it turned out spectacularly considering mm. that. 100%, 100% agree. I also have it's just not true. Like there's so many clever things in it, mm. even just down to the foreshadowing of the bus at the start. You know, when she mm. goes to step in front of the thing and the bus comes past and then yeah. later on, obviously that pays off when she gets hit hit by it. There's she some, says another... So Another reference to the bus as well when she said something hit her like a big yellow school bus. Yes. So it's <laughs> exactly. very clever. Very cleverly done. It's 100%. Like, there's so many great lines and I just love how... Uh, <laughs> there's, there's that great bit with the teacher um, realises like there's this bunch of these teenage girls and he's like, yeah, I don't know if I could do all this. Uh <laughs> Miss, what's it, Miss uh, Norberry? Norberry, you deal with yeah. this. You, and she does like a great <laughs> job. Um, and it's, I think it's interesting because I think she's like her best, she's like the best mate that she kind of has um, throughout yeah. the whole thing. Like, mm. um, oh, I forgot the character's name. Uh, Which one? Uh, Katie? On the, not Katie. Her, the first mates that she met. The first oh, two Janice. Mates she met. Oh, Janice. Janice. Janice and Damien. That's yeah. it. Janice. Because uh, even Janice, you could see, could be considered sort of, you know, not the nicest person either. Oh, she's um, not. She's still, she's still conforming <laughs> to that. Yeah. You know, you know, uh, trying to get pleasure out of ruining someone else's life. It was her idea in the first place, sort of thing. Well, yeah, that, um, that's her thing. Is that she's seeking vengeance. So exactly. from the off, from the offset, she's not a nice character and like she concocts this whole secret operation scheme to destroy the plastics so, mm. and nobody does that if they're the nice person no but we all know who the true villain of this movie is don't we oh dear is this a trap what's going on <laughs> well, oh. the true villain of this movie is misogyny yes yeah it is yeah it is true. Yeah. okay cool <laughs> you true. scared I was scared to say it then I was like oh yeah. Like, oh. No, yeah. 100% and I think uh, I think it does a really good job of pointing out those issues particularly mm. like you said earlier Terry about the you know the pop in your cherry the, the spread in your butter sort of thing the way he makes her feel mm. awkward mm. in um and that is the canteen and that's that like is that is classic a universal a, experience yeah mm. yeah uh, yeah exactly and like this is you know this is a film in 2004 that's, that's trying to this point in those out as well yeah. which i think no, is important absolutely. Um, and i think what, one of the really important things to note about the film is that it's not empowering for women in like the Snyder sucker punch upskirts have yeah. a weapon and she'll feel good because yeah. that's still like the male gaze that's still oh, male that's escape escapist yeah. fantasy mm. um but like with mean girls like this is it indulges the female fantasy yeah. it's you know women taking sort of back for themselves um i actually read this really interesting article that was saying how male escapism is like selfish men who get redemption through like a heroic story and become less selfish mm. but then the female ones are selfless women doing selfish acts for once i think that's okay. just, i think that that's was very interesting that's very yeah. interesting and I, mm. yeah when i was looking at this compared to like sucker punch like you can really see the two oh, yeah different ones and like how things are disguised as empowering women when they're really just not so yeah, well, yeah, yeah. i think Pulling out like Snyder and like, if we go into DC Universe films, especially the way that they've handled Wonder Woman and Harley Quinn, you can tell if it's a male director. I know in Harley Quinn, yeah. there's the there's a slow rising shot from her leg, her heels, and then it slowly goes to her ass, and then it's the full body, and it's like, oh yeah, look at look at how lovely her legs are, look how great her butt is. Oh yeah, and the rest of her is also there. 
But then you have a similar shot in Birds of Prey, but it's look at her shoes and now look at the rest of the woman. Like immediate, like this very nice zoom mm. out yeah. being like this isn't sexualization it's the same shot but you can tell that this was a woman and this was a guy yeah no you can you can really see the difference between like the male gaze and what men think women find empowering and the female gaze and what women do actually find sexy and empowering mm. um it is huge, vastly different vastly different and you know what to whoever wrote the last review I love the scene where they walk down in slow-mo and she falls into the bin. I think it's one of the greatest. It's It's one of the most iconic scenes. Also, it's great because it's subverting that... It's subverting the team. Exactly. That's that's a classic, you know, when the... When the it girls walk down the you know the, the corridor in slow mo, and then for the for the just hers just fall straight into the bin. That's hilarious because you're just not expecting it if you've mm. watched all those other teen movies that came out that year that he's comparing this to. Um, I think you'd be pleasantly surprised watching Mean Girls. Um, I think but then the we all other... go, we all go. That's me. That would be me falling in that bin. <laughs> yeah, I'm so clever yeah. about it. Makes it more relatable, definitely. Absolutely. Um, but even like even I, I just like how every character in it has their own issues and flaws as you do when you're that age. Like even mm. Regina George, you know, she's struggling with her weight and obviously she's putting too much pressure on herself through society, obviously. And you have that scene where they're in the mirror all talking, saying horrible things about themselves. Yes. And Eukady's sort of like, what? Like cause she's never experienced yeah. that because but it's. What it goes back to what I was saying earlier about you're watching it through Katie's perspective, and it makes you realise how how silly it is to even to do that to yourself. But that's obviously yeah. how society has like got into the minds of young people, and you know, in terms of the way we promote things and, and you know, advertise 100%. things, and uh, yeah. especially and that's nowadays, that's, that's there, that's yeah. there. Even though it's this funny teen comedy, there's that there's moments like that underneath everything that's you know. It's it's pointing a lens. It's 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 more parody than it is mm. fitting within the genre of the teen film. Does that 100%. make sense? Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, shall we do another review? We'll do. Oh, shall okay. we do another review? <laughs> shall we do another you review? <laughs> you sound like Michael Buffer. The interest. <laughs> Somebody's always gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is from. Oh, okay. It is one star. No one in this movie is ever truly gotten punishment for their actions. I guess all you have to do after severely bullying people, falsely accusing people, and creating a hostile environment is say, Sorry. She did get hit by a bus. Bus? Yeah, literally. (laughs) She got hit by a bus. She She died. She did. She had to go to, like, she had to go to prom with like a brace or spring fling or whatever they want which yeah, I could yeah, do yeah. with right now to be fair I think that's all I kept thinking when I was watching it I was like I do however since watching Always Sunny uh, I can't take the back brace seriously all I can see is D in the <laughs> brace <laughs> that's funny Kills that is me. funny in fairness because so yes Regina gets like karma punishment by getting hit by the bus like nobody, uh, Gretchen and Ka- Karen was it Karen the Karen and yes. Gretchen yeah Karen and Gretchen they are not punished and Katie takes the blame for the entirety of the burn book, even though most of the shit that's in the burn book she wouldn't know about because she was only there for a term. Yeah, but that's 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 how it is, and also. That is, they that they is. get their redemption arc in that they restore the balance at the end, if that makes sense. Mm. Like everybody goes mm. and does, and they don't bother each other for the rest of their school years. And you know what? Let's just let's just go with the narrative that everybody deserves a second chance. And if you're willing mm. to grow and learn from your mistakes, then yeah. you don't need to be hit by a second bus. <laughs> well, to go into OOK's review. They say that, like, oh, you can do all these terrible things, but it's all fine as long as you say sorry. Uh, I don't know about you guys, but I've experienced bullies, and I've seen bullies, and they don't apologise, and they're fine in their future life. Yeah, no, bullies do get away with it. Yeah, like, yes, they say sorry, and the world is fine. 
but that's movie world. So, you know, take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> At least they say sorry in this film. <laughs> that's true. At least we get an apology from them. Well, that's what I like about this film is it's clearly trying to have a message, you know, it's trying to be like, this is what we can, we can all get along if you just mm. put these steps towards yourself. Yeah. Because, um, you know, you had that moment with uh, Katie at the end before the when she's doing the quiz, the math, maths quiz, Mm. Um, and she uh, she sort of realizes like her mistakes and says like oh I yeah probably shouldn't have said these horrible things and yeah I could say mm. that she's she doesn't look very good in what she's wearing but doesn't mean that she's not going to beat me in this maths competition to the ladies yes. and I thought that was a nice way of summarizing the sort of the point of that anyways like, it doesn't matter if you what you say to these people or mm. what you do it's your actions yeah. that matter sort of thing um, yeah. But I, was, I just want to give a shout out to Amanda Sofri because I think she's so funny in it. Like, <laughs> do you know what? Hilarious. I actually think this is her best film. This is her. This and Jennifer's Body, I think, are Jennifer's her two best best films. And this was her Ooh. first movie. Yeah, oh, really? It was her first movie. Yeah, this is her first first thing. Yeah. She's so funny in it. So funny. She gets she gives you all the biggest laughs. I don't know why. It's like. <laughs> There's a thirty percent chance it's raining. <laughs> it's raining right now. Thirty yeah. percent <laughs> yeah. chance. And it's clearly raining. We've Brilliant. also got to talk about um, Gretchen's Julius Caesar rant because oh, that it's is such a good monologue. Wonderful. Perfectly written, beautifully acted. And there's a shot right just after she does that right, mm-hmm. and she finishes the speech and she's like crying, and then suddenly she's in the toilet, mm-hmm. and like the shot changes behind her but she doesn't move and it's done yeah. really flawlessly and it's really clever and i'll have i might have to show it to you after yeah mm. but that like the background moves from like the classroom to the bathroom but she doesn't move she stays exactly where That's she cool. is it's really yeah. cool. this is, really i think there's shot. some really cool camera techniques in this movie i think mm. i think i think it's actually visually keeps you going and like doesn't have anything there for the sake of having it there like you know i think mean, the slow-mo shot is then used for a gag and um like what kills me the other part that kills me is when uh rachel mcadams uh, regina george uh finds out that the bars are like putting making her put on weight and she screams, she screams and she screams the whole time as like the camera's like swooping in as she grabs the thing and she's still screaming throughout the whole time that was yeah, such yeah, a yeah. funny gag like i mean that's it's like so hilarious about and she doesn't stop until she's literally stuck everything in and yeah. like oh, glued it so down good. So good. So, so and that good. was, I remember that being a huge twist when I very Same. first watched it because I thought she's mm. going to write Katie. She's going to write Katie. And then she <laughs> writes herself. Mm. This is cinema. Same. Yeah. That, that was a twist well, for me this time because I'd forgotten that plot line. I'd, I'd forgotten that point. Yeah, so it was a twist for me. I was like, oh yeah, now she's going to get revenge. Oh no, oh my God. <laughs> drama, <Just> the drama. <laughs> <laughs> Just to uh, make it like personal. What I love about this movie for me was that I, when I watched this film, uh, I was quite young and I wasn't really into the idea of watching chick flicks as much probably back then. And I think my sister put it on and I remember watching it and it was the film for me that was like, oh, oh wait, they can be really clever and like, do you know what I mean? They, they don't have to be... Mm. Well, I think that it diverted all the tropes, subverted all the tropes, sorry, and like uh, did all these things, and I, it blew my mind. And I, I, I've often said to a lot of people, it's actually like one of my favorite chick flicks up there with like Clueless, which are very similar movies, I think, mm. um, in terms Absolutely. of how they deal with with things. Um, and uh, yeah, no, I just wanted to get that out there because I, I, to counteract that review of like I wouldn't have gotten into this genre as much as I did if it wasn't for this movie when I'm watching it mm. at a younger age. And I think there's probably a lot of things I probably learned about myself through Absolutely. watching that. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, um, yeah. I, I just think it's I mean, I just think it's so good. Going back it's definitely to... definitely a, a... Sorry. No worries. Uh, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I've, I've cut you off too no. many times. You go this time. <laughs> it's the delay. We'll get it's there. The we'll delay. Get there. It's all the delay. You go, Tara. Um... I forgot what my point was. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. I shall go then. <laughs> um, going back to what you've just said, Charlie, and Orndorff's review, the, the big critic one, about how it was a carbon copy, you can 
feel those influences from like Clueless and Heathers and The Breakfast Club. And yeah. from that aspect, I can see where he's coming from. But then it's taken those elements and it's made this perfect version which i feel is why it's so successful and is still yes. resonating with people because even though it is part of this oh it's the same chit flick garbage it's like the top tier of that and it solidifies its placement with it with those films because it does that so well yeah 100%. we don't watch a horror movie and go oh someone jumps out as we've seen this before this is boring like <laughs> no, yeah. so why can't we reuse similar jokes in a different context like especially subverting them mm. it, 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 Absolutely. it constantly subverts them constantly. and th- and that's what is so great about it you know that's what makes it work as a film Oh, I've had a great time watching well you're going to have a little it. bit more great time <laughs> so, because now you need to give what? us a, your review no, it's, My it's, review. It's, it's spotlight on you now, Terry. You got to give us okay. the review recommendation, why you okay. love it, why people should watch it. But, um, you know, don't rant forever. <laughs> I'm gonna give it four stars. You're giving your favorite film four stars. What's this madness? Um. It's not my favourite film, it's one of. And oh, right. I, I'm giving it four stars because although some of it hasn't aged well and some of it we can leave behind and go, that was 2004 and we don't need that anymore. While that is the case, it is an incredibly important movie for women in movies, for movies, you know. Um, and I think it's absolutely hilarious. It makes me absolutely die with laughter every time. Still 100% memeable. I think there's very few plot points that don't get tied up in a really satisfying way, um, which is always great in a movie. Mm. I think people should watch it because of previous points that I've said of why it's so <laughs> important. Especially um, as a woman, you should be watching it. As a man, who, you should watch it um, as just a piece a piece of feminist resource. Mm. Um, and I think that it's really easy to watch it from the wrong um lens i think you know there's a way to watch it and a way to enjoy this movie while still being conscious of the impacts that it has towards certain communities that it has disrespected Mm. so yeah i think i answered all your questions spot on i give that review five stars thank you yeah that was very good charlie's turn let's see if he can do as good <laughs> um, yeah, I, I 100% agree with Terry. I think it's a very important movie, um, not only just because it's a fun watch, um, but also I think it's important for uh, young girls and boys to watch. Um, like for me personally, watching it, it made me understand sort of the struggles that my sister was going through that she might not tell me, you know what I mean? For certain, th- you know, making me see for a certain lens because it was written mm. by, you know, Tina Fey. Um, and I just, not even just that, but just like the gags in the film I think hilarious I think it's a very clever film I think it's you know you could take away the fact that it's a chick flick I think anyone could enjoy this movie Um, Mm. and I think it's the perfect entry to that genre if you're looking to get into it Um, because because it's got a very it's got very crude humour and funny humour but also um, it's got farts for everyone (laughs) exactly exactly Um, I just I yeah I, I it's just a blast. Every time I watch this film, I laugh. I still quote this movie all the time. I quote this movie all the time to everyone. Like, I, it makes me die. And this is one of those films, like, I like um, I got to show later on to my younger sister. Like, my even I watched it with my sister, who's, you know, closer to me in age. My younger little sister, we were watched together. And it was interesting to see her and obviously her oh, relate to certain things. And... Uh, it's just a it's just a great movie and it's a film that you can stick on as a family i think everyone can watch this and enjoy this film and everyone can relate even if you don't necessarily even need to be a girl to 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 mm-hmm. understand the struggles of certain things they, they it's kind of universal and obviously it deals with a lot of you know like we said the school and bullying and uh, these things exist regardless i mean you yeah. can flip it you could flip it the other way and it still kind of works it was um, probably work to an extent in a workplace yeah. in certain it, places you know exactly. you still see it as an adult some of the 100%. behavior uh 100 i just think it's it's just a good time it's a good time rachel mccallum's is an amazing actor actor oh. and i just mm. i and she plays the shit out of this role <laughs> the, whole George, like, the whole cast is the whole from cast top is, bottom, is amazing it's like peak in my opinion it's like peak Lindsay lohan yeah it's fantastic 
Um, I, yeah, I can't, I can't recommend this film enough. I, I agree with the four four stars out of five. I think, like Terry said, there are things now that are a bit dated, um, mm. some problematic things, I guess. But I just think the message of it as a whole is very important, and uh, I just yeah, just a just a great film to watch with anyone. And I'm so glad it got that PG thirteen rating because I think it's yeah. important <laughs> that it got that so that this specific audience could relate and watch this and. Um, 100%. get that message before it's too late and they become <laughs> stuck in their ways and horrible adults <laughs> but yeah no, that's my review Bean Girls Beautiful. fantastic great movie I give Check that review five and a half stars oh I got you I, give <laughs> it, I got you thank you, thank I, you. I give it four and a half stars because you started the review by just relating back to Terry's review Terry did all your lead work <laughs> just, I just added just added, just added. exactly and that's, that's why you deserve sort of, a lower yeah. mark bad <laughs> Uh, it's fine. I'm gonna going to jump. I'm in loving you in this, in this. Sorry, I, I'm just loving you with the scarf on. Like, yeah, you deserve a so lower funny. mark. Lower like, mark. Like lower mark. For you. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's the it's the Oprah like meme, isn't it? It's lower yeah. mark for you. Lower mark for you. Lower mark <laughs> yeah. for everybody. Oh, no. Yeah. I know. I'm kind of kind of feeling it. It, it hides my <laughs> fat neck. It's, it's, it's not bad. <laughs> Does What's, nothing um, for the, your for the review, cold, though. Luke. Right. Um, ooh, ooh, ooh. So I agree with you guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Charlie and kind of just tack on to you guys' review. But then, it's a weird one. Okay. So I agree that it is a necessary film watch. It is a good film watch. But it kind of sits in this weird place where. I, so I watched it last week. To so I was ready and prepped for this recording. And this morning, I was trying to remember plot points and remember what happened. And it was all kind of hazy. And it's like, uh, Mean Girls is like five star when you're watching it and when you're talking about it. And on October 3rd, it's like top tier. But then Mm. if you're not recently watching it and it isn't October 3rd, it like drops to like a four star, three and a half star because it, it doesn't commit itself to my memory, if that makes sense. <laughs> Not at the detriment to the okay. film, maybe it, as my a detriment to my character, I guess. But it's, it's yeah, a weird maybe one, go but, do some yeah. brain training. I need to do some brain training. Then... <laughs> <laughs> Figure out something's wrong with me. <laughs> but yeah, it's weird. Help my short-term memory. Help my short-term memory. But yeah, no, it's full of memes. It's a good time, and people should watch it because it is an exaggerated version of real life uh that which is, makes sense because it's uh, what's the word based it's based on a non-fiction mm. book i can't believe i forgot the word based how does someone <laughs> forget the word based <laughs> how does that happen <laughs> but yeah give it a watch if you are of any gender of any age give it a watch there is outdated things the n-word is brought up a couple maybe times. not if you're six though <laughs> So maybe six yeah. years shouldn't stick, watch it. Stick to the 12, because it's 12 in the UK, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think 12 so. plus. Any lower? I think one of the reviews said it got a PG in Canada, but I didn't get to get to that one. Don't watch this if, if you're in Canada and you're below the age of 12. Or PG 13. <laughs> Do one of those. Right. Terry, you've been fantastic. Please plug you your socials me. and where people can find more of you. Um, yes, you can find me um, at Terry Merkin. That's T-E-R-I-M-U-R-K-I-N on Instagram, Twitter. You can find me on Twitch where I stream Jedi Fallen Order and various other fun things. You can find me on YouTube where you can rewatch those things that I've streamed. Um, I am also on Patreon and Letterboxd and I'm also going to say a bye from Colin the Caterpillar because Matt just brought me a secret Colin the Caterpillar ah. in the background because um, of the Amazing. news the news we've, I've been really craving one so bye from Colin <laughs> bye Colin That's me. fantastic <laughs> beautiful Charlie can you do that perfectly that social media plug you can find your favourite film is awful on YouTube your favorite film was awful. You can find us on Facebook. Your favorite film was awful. Instagram. Your favorite film was awful. And Twitter at favfilm is awful. You can also check me out on Instagram at Charlie Lee if you if you care about me. 
and what I'm up to because I'm doing some edits and stuff on there as well. So, yeah. Oh, okay. We're, we're plugging our own socials now. I see it. <laughs> yeah. oh. I thought you were going to leave it as if you care about me. <laughs> If you care about me, follow me on Twitter. And if you, if you don't, care about me, uh, I'll just go Instagram. kill myself. Mr. Uh, Mr. LMJ Powell. There we go. I'll plug myself too. You can make some cool art stuff on there, mm. so check it out. It is cool. Yeah, cool I do little... things. <laughs> uh, and also, because Terry's just reminded me, we're, we are opening a Patreon now. So if you want to hey. give us money, please, please do. Because, you know, for every <laughs> couple of quid means that we don't have to do an hour of normal work. We can focus on this work and give you more stuff. Isn't that what you want? True. You don't want us to be slogging away at normal work, right? You want us to exactly. commit and do this. Your favourite film is awful stuff and other projects that we'd like and to buy, do. And be able to buy Colin Caterpillar cakes. We can't buy this exactly. without Be able Patreon. to buy Colin Caterpillar cake. Gah, mm. come on. Exactly. Help us help you help us. <laughs> Are we done here? I think we're done here. Mm-hmm. We're done. Everything else all we're plugged. Done. You're happily enjoying the cake. You haven't mm-hmm. even waited until this is done. You're eating it now. I love it. That is commitment to <laughs> the bit. Mm. Person watching, listening to this, thank you for joining us on this adventure. Bye bye. Take care. Bye. What's your favorite? God, that's awful.